Hey everyone, welcome to PTSD TV. Today is Tuesday. We are doing our PTSD book club and today we're talking about a book called Psycho Cybernetics. You're going to hear me say it wrong a few times, <laughs> but it's Psycho Cybernetics by someone called Dr. Maxwell Maltz. So welcome and thank you all for joining us. Uh, this episode of PTSD is sponsored by Broken to Unbreakable, which is my PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. For those of you who don't know who I am, my name's Kayleen. I had CPTSD for more than 15 years and now no longer do, which is why I'm able to help people all over the world recover from their own PTSD and CPTSD through the Broken to Unbreakable program. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go to overcomingptsd.info slash go. So go to overcomingptsd.info slash go, and I'm running a free training talk talking about the three pillars of recovery and the broken to unbreakable program. So this lovely man to my right here is Brad Shipke. I am very excited today. And this is one of my favorite books. Um, kind of a self-help classic. Um, it has been acclaimed by Tony Robbins and a lot of the visualization, um, knowledge that we know today has come from this book. So this is kind of like the source material to a lot of the, um, visualization exercises that you see today. And it was, really helpful along our journey. Um, and we think that you guys will get a lot out of it too. So I'm really excited to dive in. Yeah. So we'll dive in. So what we're talking about today, obviously we're talking about the book, psycho cybernetics, we're talking about the self image and how you see yourself. Then we're going to talk about your built in success mechanism and then how to use visualization to program your success mechanism. And of course at the end, we're going to give you an action because everything in recovery is action based. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned a little bit before we started the podcast episode, but if you're joining us here on social media, we're going to be doing a Q and a at the end. So if you have any questions, feel free to, you know, put them in the, in the question box and we'll get to those at the end. Yeah. So the self image, how you see yourself, why is that important? What does that mean? It's really, it can come down to this. Um, when you ask yourself, what type of person are you? So when you ask yourself that, what sort of things come up, you know, those will be the self beliefs, the self image beliefs about yourself. And really from there, that's where you get like the biggest understanding about what the self image is, is just asking yourself the question, you know, what type of person am I? And then whatever you believe you are, that's your current self image. So they're really just the beliefs about, so like, do you believe that you're, you're a nice person or a bad person? Or, you know, a lot of, lot of things get skewed. The self image gets skewed when you go through a trauma. It's easy to see yourself as a crazy person or a mad person or a bad person or, or, a, monster. or a monster. So like that, those are like the self image beliefs that you hold when you have PTSD. And kind of like the whole premise behind psycho cybernetics here is, you know, changing that self image, changing those self beliefs through, um, certain visualization techniques. Um, but the self image really is the reason why, how you perceive yourself, what type of person you think you are is really what drives most of your action. If not all of your action, obviously there's a lot of other beliefs that you can hold about the world and the exterior things, outside things, other people that can also can control you. But, um, a large part of it, um, I would say the majority of it is, comes from the self image, how you perceive yourself. And that's really important too, because if you see yourself and especially if you're someone struggling with guilt, if you see yourself as, you know, someone who doesn't deserve to recover, doesn't deserve to be happy or doesn't deserve to have, yeah. you know, the, a, a good life, even like a normal life it's really going to put a damper on your recovery journey, right? If you have beliefs that limit you, right? Some people call them limiting beliefs mm. um, for that reason. If you have beliefs like that, they're going to hold you back and they're yeah. going to, they're going to, 
they can essentially stop you in your tracks on the recovery journey. And so this was a, a big one for me, right? Mm. Is like, I didn't even think I was someone who, who deserved success or it's success in this case being like a good night's sleep or yeah. like, <laughs> um, you know, a, a healthy relationship. I didn't think I was someone who deserved that. And so because I had those beliefs about myself, it really held back my recovery journey. Yeah. And a lot of people don't believe that they deserve. Yeah. They don't deserve to get better. They deserve, they feel like they're, they deserve the pain that they're in right now because of what happened in the past or what they did in the past, what they did or didn't do in the past. Um, and those beliefs will hold you there. And those were things that we both had to just totally crush and change into something totally different. And we had to transform ourselves into, or we had to view ourselves as somebody completely different. And the most important thing to get out of this is that your self image isn't, um, permanent. It isn't like set in stone. It is something that you can change that you can, you know, you can manipulate it in any way that you want. You just need to know the right ways. You need, you need to know how the self-image is built and then how you can change that. Um, but the beliefs, the beliefs that you hold, like it's one of the most important things that you need to address because it will hold you down. You can, if you believe that you're someone who's broken, who's destined to pain and suffering to forever, it doesn't matter what you do. You will be stuck there. You will just be in this self-fulfilling pro prophecy over and over and over and over again. And that's like really the importance of, you know, this and beliefs and everything in general. And if you think about it, like if you don't believe that recovery is possible and then you don't believe on top of that, you don't believe you're someone either worthy of healing or who deserves to get better for whatever reason, you know, how much action are you really going to take? And is that action, you know, going to be consistent? Is it going to be fruitful action or is it just going to be self-destructive? And so for a lot of people struggling, you know, with PTSD or CPTSD, what ends up happening is, you know, maybe you do kind of believe that recovery is possible or, you know, but you don't believe that you are someone worthy of recovery. You don't believe that you deserve it. And so what you end up doing is you end up taking action, but you, you think you're taking the right action, but like really you're taking self-destructive action. So, mm -hmm. Anytime you start to succeed, you're going to pull yourself back down because of that belief, because you don't believe you're worth it. You don't believe you're worthy enough. You don't believe you deserve it for whatever reason. And a lot of people who struggle with guilt obviously feel this in, in an extreme way and in a, almost sometimes a more obvious way, but but you're subconsciously always going to pull yourself back. So mm -hmm. it's with, without, I, Brad made a great point, like your self image can be changed and without changing your self image, without changing, of course, the beliefs about the recovery journey, but, uh, the beliefs about yourself and recovery, you're going to have the hardest time getting to recovery. And even if every time you get close, it's going to pull you back down. So a lot mm -hmm. of people, you know, ask questions about, you know, about backsliding and about, you know, negative recovery loops and things like that. And once you change your self image, right, once you work on these things, you have to dive in and figure out what is your self image and what needs to be changed and, and who do you need to become to, mm. to become someone who fully recovers. And then you need to take the action because without that, it's like you have this like shoddy foundation, right? It's like building a house on sand, right? right, right. And so it doesn't matter if you use the finest wood the best concrete and the best builders, you built a house on sand, right? So that foundation, that self image is super important. And what we're going to talk about now is your, your brain's built in success, success mechanism. And so that's why, you know, depending on your self image, your self image will either kind of make you or break you, right? It'll either build you up. If you have, mm -hmm. you know, a good self image, it, it's going to exponentially help you or 
if you have a, a poor self-image and it's okay if you do again we're, we're going to work on changing those things and they can be changed but if you have a poor self-image it's going to drag you down no matter what you do yeah and it's it's important to know why um which is which maxwell maltz in the book explains is because of your built-in um what he this is what he calls it, your built-in success mechanism and really all it is he he says like you, your brain is a machine that um, is an, it, your brain is an automatic goal striving machine. So whatever you input into your brain, your brain will optimize for that outcome in your life. And that's a very easy way. He says it like in a very simple way to, um, explain how kind of your brain works and how kind of like beliefs and the self image affect your life. Um, and that, that to me is, is the best way to think about beliefs and self image is just like whatever you input into your brain, whatever you program your brain and your brain is getting programmed all the time. It's getting inputted all the time. Every second right now I'm inputting into your brain, certain things, certain thoughts, certain information that's going to change how you think and change what you believe. And with enough inputs, with enough programming, you can change that, that self image, those beliefs inside of you and your brain, instead of, um, automatically, um, drawing towards or automatically optimizing towards failure, it will automatically optimize towards success. And what most of us do is we, we visualize all these future outcomes in our lives that are negative, And then we optimize for that negative outcome. Like how often do you, do you think of like, like all of us worry all the time, right? And that's us programming our mind for a future. We're optimizing for a future that's negative. Um, and how often do you program your mind or think about something that's positive in the future? Right? How often are you programming your your built-in success mechanism for actual success versus failure? And that's a real kind of sobering question to ask yourself. And that's something that um, I, I think every single person on this planet can can work on. I mean, how many of you are worst case scenario thinkers? And it's okay if you are. I was. Brad was. Like mm -hmm. always, always worst case scenario. Like if Brad was one second late, I would jump to the worst case scenario right. that there could be. <laughs> and you know, that's really dangerous. And so like this built in success, success mechanism, I told you I'd say it wrong. Um, <laughs> this built in success mechanism is like, you think of it like a GPS, right? And so the first thing you have to do is plug in your destination, right? So that's full recovery. So we know full recovery is possible. You know, we try to bring that into the episode for those of you who are new, you know, we've mm -hmm. both fully recovered. We help people fully recover. Full recovery is possible. So you plug that in as your destination. And then what's going to happen on your GPS is, you know, you're, you're, you're going to full recovery. You're on your way. You you know, we're going to get you there in the fastest route. And then all of a sudden there's a roadblock, right? All of a sudden you fall down, you fail and your GPS is like recalculating and it goes <laughs> around. Right. And so it, and it, and it course corrects and you know, then you hit traffic and then a road is closed and then, you know, you accidentally take the wrong exit. Right. And so your brain just course corrects. Well, your GPS, right. Course corrects, course corrects, cor mm -hmm. course corrects until, you know, and you, it always is getting you back on track. Right. So your GPS never really fails you. You know, once you type in the destination, once you set the destination, you're going to get there. It's going to continue to correct your course, no matter if you take a wrong turn or if you hit a roadblock or if a road's closed or whatever happens, even if you stop, Right. Even if you stop, if you're, you know, you're on your GPS and you stop for mm -hmm. six months, you know, once you turn that GPS back on, you know, you're, it's going to show you the same destination. So it's, it's a really, really neat concept. And that's kind of a modern way, obviously, of of looking at it. But if you plug in a destination, those worst case scenario destinations, the point is your brain's going to do the same thing. So your, mm -hmm. your brain, like this GPS, is always course correcting to what you input. 
right? So if you're inputting worst case scenario things and you're always thinking about, you know, the worst case thing that can happen, that's where your brain is going to go. But if you are intentionally inputting success and the recovery journey and where you want to go and, you know, that you're, you're worthy of recovery and things like that. And we'll talk about that, you know, and how to kind of, how to tweak that. Cause of course, you know, a lot of, a lot of people struggling with PTSD and CPTSD as, as Brad and I were, you know, are really, really hurt. So it, you know, it's, it's easy to think of worst case scenario. A lot mm-hmm. of bad things has ha- ha- have happened. So, you know, there are, are tools and tactics to, to make this easier. But, you know, point being that you have this GPS that a lot of us don't realize that we're programming with this bad information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And an important point that I kind of learned along the way was that you're always programming your mind like a GPS for long-term things like recovery and short-term things like what are you doing today right so like what do you how do you imagine today going for you because every morning like maybe i'm unique but i imagine one way or another how this day is going to go or i have a feeling maybe i'm not like actually visualizing but i have a feeling of how this day is going to go and i have these certain expectations of how this day is going to go so Think of it in certain, in, in two dimensions, like short-term and long-term. I have a good example. Great. So this morning, the, <laughs> this morning, before our alarm goes off, um, our, our fire alarm started going off for no reason. Mm. It just, it's just started beeping. We just recently got a new, uh, smoke alarm, whatever. Yeah. And so we like, we like woke up and we like opened the door and, uh, okay. So we like shut it off. And then this was before our alarm went off and I was like, ah dang like what a way to start like this is going to be one heck of a day right and so then you know it it was just like 10 minutes before our alarm went off so we're like all right fine we'll get up and in the morning usually what we'll do is we'll we'll meditate for like 15 minutes together so you know we shut the room alarm off and we you know we sat down and we put the timer on and then 10 minutes in uh, to our 15 minutes our normal phone alarms went off so we were like interrupted doing that Mm -hmm. and then you know another three minutes later the the smoke alarm went off again we were just like oh my gosh this is gonna be like (laughs) this this you know when a day starts like this you know you spill your coffee and things like that and so like you just get the overall vibe for the day right and so I had to stop myself and say no wait a minute no I'm in control of this day I'm not going to think of all these things going wrong and then make all these things go wrong today right this is just I mean this is just a moment right and so what I had to do is kind of stop for a minute and think and like visualize this day going super well right as we normally do but it's easy to let those little factors get in the way and like pull you off course, right? I, I'm someone, I don't know why, but when I, um, when it's like iced coffee season, I'll make an iced coffee before I go to work out and I'll, I'll get in my car and I'll put the iced coffee on the roof of my car, you know, sitting against my roof rack and I have a red coffee cup and I have a red car and a lot of times I pull out of the driveway and I start to drive down the road and I drive a <laughs> stick. So like I get into second gear and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my coffee cup falls off and I'm like, oh no, like, no, now this is going to be a horrible day. So there's little things like that, that like, you don't realize you're like setting the precedent for the day. You're like setting up the success mechanism to fail you, right? You're setting this GPS to a, a course that, you know, you don't really want to go through. So I, right. I just thought that was like a, a like a good, silly, but like yeah. everyday example. Yeah. And when, when I had PTSD, like, um, I would imagine every day I'm like, today's going to be another crappy day today i'm gonna be depressed all day i'm gonna play video games all day i'm gonna watch tv all day and i would think that the night before bed i'm like oh tomorrow's gonna be a bad day 
you know, it's going to suck. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be depressed all day. I'm going to eat ice cream all day. I'm going to do this all day. And I was programming my, my mind every single day, all day for a terrible day. And that's exactly what I got until I, you know, actually some different inputs got into my brain. I was like, okay, well, I, <laughs> a few months went by and I was like, okay, Brad, you need to do something different. And then I started inputting different things in my brain. And then I was just like, okay, tomorrow can be a little better. I can do a little bit. Maybe I can wake on, wake up on time and just go for a walk. And just little by little, I kept building that belief in myself that I wasn't this depressed, broken person in my basement who ate ice cream all day. And I eventually transformed that into somebody who, you know, truly loves himself, cares about himself, believes that he's an awesome person. I believe that I'm a great person. I believe I'm a good person. And I believe that I'm a happy person. And it really does, it, it happens step by step by step. We all have to start where we are. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough road, I'll be honest, but it's it's worth every single step. And some some days you'll take big leaps and some days you'll take half a quarter of a step. <laughs> so what's that? Eighth, one eighth of a step forward. Oh <laughs> but every step, every little step forward counts and gets you closer to that goal. Um, so you can never, never, ever give up on that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. That's all great. Mm-hmm. And so our third point here, right, is how to use visualization to program your success mechanism. So you want to be on top of actually, you know, programming it on purpose, right? So you're programming it already, but you want to program it to serve you. Um, so the way that we want to do that, you know, one of the best ways to do that, and Maxwell Maltz, you know, talks about this a lot in psycho cybernetics, is uh, is visualization, right? Mm-hmm. And so there there are a few things that that we have, but I just want to touch on visualization for a second. For those of you who are new to visualization, and I won't go into it because I could, I could talk for too long on it. But um, you know, basically, when you visualize, you know, the important things are to use your senses and use your emotions. So when you're visualizing something, you know, you want to just like take a deep breath, maybe visualize. I don't know what would be a good example for everyone, but like riding your bike. So you want to take a deep breath. And like picture yourself on your bike and like how it feels on your legs and like how uncomfortable the seat is and you know what the handlebars feel like and you know what the wind feels like, what are the sounds going on around you, things like that. So you really want to kind of immerse yourself in the visualization and then on top of that feel like your feelings. So like how does it feel to ride a bike? Are you like happy and excited? Are you a little bit nervous? Because like uh, you're not that good at riding your bike or um, you know you're afraid that someone's going to like butt up against your back tire or whatever. Um, so you want to bring those emotions into the visualization. Obviously we're, we're, we want to visualize good emotions, but right, right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to visualize positive emotions, positive emotions and feel positive emotions. But I mean, that's a good example of, you know, what a normal per- person would do to visualize something. Yeah. Um, maybe for the first time, maybe as a kid, um, you visualize yourself riding a bike and you're scared. Um, but the, the right thing would do, at least I guess as a parent, you would, you would tell your kid to visualize it going well be like, okay. And it's actually been shown. And like in the book, he talks about it too, how like, I think there were three groups of people shooting. Well, actually this was, this was across multiple, multiple studies, but I'll give one example of shooting hoops, shooting basketball hoops. Um, what? I know. I've never heard someone actually use the term shooting hoops. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What do you say? No, it's good. What do you say? Just playing basketball. I don't know. Shooting hoops. Someone says, I say shoot hoops all the time. Well, there's a study of people shooting hoops. One test group actually practiced, okay, practiced free throws, right? (laughs) One person, one set visualized practicing free throws and one person did nothing. And 
um, when they went to go test all of them to perform the best, the people who visualized and the people who practiced um, both did just as well. So like your brain, the power of visualization is like you can't, your brain and your, your nervous system can't tell the difference between a real experience or a uh, visualized experience or experience that's imagined vividly vividly a vividly imagined a vividly imagined visualization yeah and we talk about that a lot right we, your your brain can't tell the difference between something you vividly imagine there it is and and something you actually experience right and there's a lot of studies on that right the free throw study the shooting hoop study um <laughs> there, there are studies on pianos that we've shared before you know practicing yeah. the piano and they do brain scans right how they like figure this out obviously the free throw would be um, you know, can like who, who performs the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the piano, it's a little bit different, right? So the, there's there's different ways they kind of test these studies and 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 kind of prove to us that that this is true. But that that's why this is so powerful. Is your brain literally cannot tell the difference? You know, of all the things our brain can do, we can manipulate it. And I know manipulate often has a negative word, but we want to manipulate it to do the things that we want, right? Mm-hmm. We want to manipulate it into visualizing success because it's going to think that we're successful and it's going to make us successful. It's this yeah. amazing, amazing thing. You're going to believe that you're successful. And that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Because um, then once you believe it, it doesn't matter what's true. It matters what you believe is true because in enough time, enough work. That will become true. That's right. Um, so let's talk about, we're going to talk about two, two visualization techniques that you can use right now um, and every day that you should use every day. Visual, visualization is a very simple thing that you can do almost anywhere, anytime, right? And we do, th- we do this every single day. We do. You know, in one way or another, we visualize. I, I visualize every single night. And I, it's, it's, I, I do it in a lot of different ways, but we'll, we'll give you two simple techniques. One that we kind of invented and one that kind of came from um, the book, um, which is a very simple one. Um, the first one being, um, this is something that we do, is, you know, like I said before, everybody's, you're visualizing every single day, whether you know it or not, you're imagining a future. Like how do you imagine your future? You're imagining that every single day. And most people, when they worry, they imagine things going wrong and like the worst case scenario that we talked about. So this technique is, you know, whenever you become aware of that feeling or that visualization or that negative thought, swap it with the opposite, you know, invert it into its positive and visualize the positive and then keep visualizing that and keep repeating that over and over and over until you feel it. And a little trick from this book, if you can't feel it, which is the most important part is you visualize a past success and you use that past success in the feeling that you had then, and you bring that into your current visualization. So you bring that past feeling into the current um, visualization that you're trying to feel, um, which works pretty well. Um, but I find that after, like, as I visualize, I find a lot of references to, to make me feel that way. Um, but sometimes people need to go back to a past memory that made them feel that way and then bring that feeling to the current visualization. And that can be big or small, right? So that can be as small a success, right? We're talking about before the episode as like tying your shoes or like, you know, getting that the two wheeler bike for the first time or, Mm -hmm. or graduating from elementary school, like whatever it it is, it can be small or big, you know, little, little win or big win, you know, all wins or big wins, but, um, to, to bring that feeling back in because the most important thing is the feeling. So it doesn't really matter where it comes from. So long as it's that same feeling that you can bring forward. 
before. Yeah. And the cool thing is that you're naturally programming your mind anyways, and you're taking this negative visualization, this negative programming and swapping it right on the spot. So it's something that you can use all the time and you're taking something, you're turning, basically you're turning, what's a good example? I was going to say something. You're taking, you're turning dirt into gold, right? So you're you're turning a bad situation into something amazing, something that will push you forward and really help you grow and be better and better and better. And sometimes this can feel, we hear this a lot. It feels unnatural at first to, you know, invert that feeling into something positive, but you have to, you know, kind of push through that discomfort. Like you're not going to fully, well, you might fully believe it and it might be, but might be smooth, smooth. I was going to say smooth moves, but that's a, (laughs) that's a, that's a T that helps with a certain thing. Um, (laughs) it might not feel totally welcome. Um, at first, but keep going and keep pushing and keep doing it over and over and over. And I promise you that you will get that feeling inside of you. You'll get that like winning feeling like you can do this. And like, this thing is actually going to happen in your future. And you get good at this, right? This is something I just used this morning. And now they look a little different now. Now it was like, Oh, our smoke alarms going off. So it's, it's going to be like a, just like an off day, like a groggy day. And you know, that looks a lot different than we were when we were still struggling. Right. So when we mm-hmm. were still struggling, they were like really, really negative things, but you get right. good at it. And then like, as you, and like what we talk about, you know, we, you know, we, uh, the recovery program I run is called broken to unbreakable. And there, there's a piece in there where you're like, where you're like normal, like you're every, you're good. You're like you're just living your life. And then there's that unbreakable piece and that's there for a reason. And that's there to like, for all the extra little tweaks, like today, instead of having this like off weird day, because our, our smoke alarm, uh, woke us up a little early we're still going to have an amazing day because of that, that unbreakable piece, right? Because of those tweaks, because of learning these skills and having all this momentum from the recovery journey gives us this like unbelievable superpower moving forward to, to be able to control, right? And I use the word manipulate our, our emotions and our feelings in a natural way. So it feels a little iffy at first. It can feel a little awkward, a little weird, but you get good at it. And uh, remember you're doing this anyway. So you want to do this to serve you. And it feels strange at first, just like anything. Like if you've ever once been on a horse and like, you remember your first time on like a horse or an animal, like it's really uncomfortable or like the first time even on your bike or your first time like swimming. I, you know, if, if you remember your first time swimming, like it probably felt like you were drowning, you know? So like uh, all new things are uncomfortable at first and it, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. And I want you guys to listen back to what, or remember back to what Kayleen just said, and you can get um, a little bit of a sneak peek into her mindset and you can steal that part of her mindset and apply it to your own life. Cause these were things that she said when she was still hurting, she said things like, well, here's what she, she said. PTSD is a superpower or gives you, it gives you a superpower, right? So after you go through this process, you have this insane level of like self-awareness and like just mental power. You have this unbelievable mindset on your shoulders that you can then use to pretty much do anything that you want in your life and accomplish anything in in your life. And those were things that Kayleen talked about when she was hurting. I remember, I remember so clearly that we were walking on this walk in our neighborhood, um, in the fall. And she was just saying, you know, like, you know, but once we get through this, you know, once we, once we get to this point, like we're learning so much about ourselves right now, we're going to be able to use all this knowledge, all this information, all these skills, all this, strength that you build through this process to accomplish what we truly want to do in our life. So, um, that is a piece of her mindset that I would urge you to pick up because that is one of the biggest things that, um, 
that really like, I mean, <laughs> you turn again, you turn something that's, you turn dirt into gold. You turn like this really crappy situation and see that you see the positive in it. You see how, okay, yeah, it's going to suck, but then I'm going to be the super strong individual who can do absolutely anything. So that's a little sneak peek. If I could open a little door to her mind <laughs> into Kayleen's mind and what made her successful along her journey. And that's what he would want you to grab too, because, because, because a mindset like that is so important. And if you can strengthen that mindset that, that you are building something long-term, that's way better. And it doesn't mean it doesn't really hurt. <laughs> um, but it's, it, you're, you're far ahead if you can grab that mindset and start to start to embody that mindset and think like that. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that was a cool part. That's something I didn't notice about myself back then. And Brad always pointed out that like, cause one, you know, we were both struggling and we were going through it together. And in our relationship, I would say that too. I'd just be like, okay, hun, but like, I know it's really hard, but like, think about, you know, 10 years down the road after we figure out how to overcome this and like, we're never going to have any problems because like, <laughs> we're going to be so strong. We're going to have all these skills. We're going to be able to communicate. And he was like, oh, that's frustrating, but you're right. <laughs> um, so, so it, it is important. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'll, I'll bring us back on track. What we just talked about was a visualization exercise that you can use anywhere, anytime. Whenever you become aware of yourself, visualizing a negative outcome, when you have that worst case scenario mindset on your shoulders, you swap that around you, then visualize the inverted thing, the positive thing, and just I'll start programming instead of programming, programming your mind for failure, you're programming your mind for success. So that was that technique. And the next one is a simple one is just visualizing your goals, right? Are you writing your goals down? Um, that, this is something that, you know, uh, I've been doing for years, even when I was hurting. And, um, I know it's something that Kayleen does. Um, but you can write them down and you can like read them, see them, but to go to that next level, to really program those goals into your mind and to really program your mind and your success mechanism is to visualize them. And in the same way that Kaylee talked about before. And visualize as if they've happened. Right. right, Um, so like there, there there's so many, you know, when you, if you've ever read on like Olympic athletes and I just finished, um, Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps's book. Thank you. (laughs) Um, you know, these athletes, it's a mental game at that level. Everyone is physically fit. Everyone is physically peak. It's a mental game when you get to the Olympics and these athletes, all these athletes visualize success. So Michael Phelps, since the time he was 12, since the time he started competitively swimming has been writing his goals and visualizing success. So, you know, he, 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 to an extreme, you know, I mean, he's the best Olympian in the world to an extreme visualizes, you know, he talks about visualizing each stroke and he's so familiar with swimming, you know, how it feels, how his hands feel. What is the perfect race for him look like? What are the times? What are the split times? When does he touch the wall? How does that feel? How does he touch the wall? What does it sound like? What do his goggles do? You know, like all of these things, you know, and he visualizes them as if they've already happened. And if you know anything about Michael Phelps, and this is just kind of a interesting thing you know in and I think it was the 2008 Olympics he he was racing and he was trying to get eight gold medals and he ended up getting all of them but he was racing a race and it was an important race obviously it's the Olympics and his goggles something with the seal of his goggles broke and his goggles filled with water and he still ended up winning the race and he claims that he was able to do that because of visualization because he he visualized and we talk about this in different episodes he visualized you know the things if like if things went wrong how he would succeed even if they went wrong so that's right. like another level of goal visualization right. you know getting good at visualizing the goal as if it's happened and then okay 
you know, what if I have a false start or what if I take a breath wrong, you know, for swimming or what if my goggles fill with water, you know, then he has to swim what they call swimming blind. Right. And how I think the rest of the world swims just with your eyes closed. (laughs) Um, but you know, he has to know how big the pool is and what it feels like and what the wakes feel like. And you know, there's all these, all these situations. Mm -hmm. What if he has a malfunction with his suit and, and still succeeds? So he's not saying, what if the worst case scenario happens and I lose? It's what if, what if this scenario happens? How can I still win? So it's just like this amazing power. You know, you, you, you see like successful people all around the world do this in all different areas. It's not just Olympians. You know, it's, it's Oprah. It's Ellen DeGeneres. It's, you know, Taylor Swift. Like all of these mm. people visualize, you know, they do these things because they're next level people. And we, you know, you need yeah. these skills through your recovery journey. And then those are the skills, like we talked about before, that right. make you next level people. It's it's a stunning thing. Yeah. I mean, someone like Oprah went through unbelievable hardships as right. a child and look what she's built, you know? So like this, all this stuff today is like really like next level stuff. And the most important thing out of all this, you can listen to us, <laughs> is actually putting it into action. And that's why I kind of like the negative, negative one, because you can just use that whenever you become aware of it. But also you, you want to build um, build a habit out of this and we like to build systems in place to ensure that we are doing the right things every single day, day in and day out in a way that we do that, in a way that Kayleen teaches in her program. Um, she has an unbreakable planner, um, which I'm pretty sure you released a free version of that, um, which I will link below. This is the actual physical copy of the unbreakable planner, but basically it walks people through... Um, and I do this every day, every night, and Kayleen does this every night, and it essentially walks you through. It's a system that walks you through hitting the the right things every day. So there's like the gratitudes. I should have this memorized. There's a to-do list so you can visualize your next day. Um, three things that would make tomorrow great. Uh, three things that made, three wins that you had today, three things that you could improve. So you visualize all these things and then goals. So those um, are all things. That's a system that we created every single night. We fill that out and we visualize those things in the future. So you want to think of how can you make this a habit? You don't want this just to be a one and done. You want to build a system around, you know, making sure that you're doing the right things day in and day out every single day until the day you die. Right. And that's because <laughs> you want to grow every single day. One of the pillars can right, always get better. Is, is unbreakable routines. You need to build these routines, not only because like there, there's these three pillars are so, so important, but th- this is working on your mindset, right? Your self image and visualize visualization. And then it's also, you know, when you add it to your routine, you're working on unbreakable routines, you know, and then that last pillar of course is processing your past. But when you have all these three pillars together, you, you go from broken to unbreakable that like, that is what it is. You know, like you, you, when you have those three things, you not only heal, right? You not only heal your PTSD and complete your recovery journey and live a life that like is worth living, right? You you mm. go a step further because these tools, these tactics, these hardships, the strength that you get doing these things, building these routines, these are routines we still have, not because if we stop them, we, you know, like, like if we stop them, we'd be fine but we always want to continue to grow. Right. And so it's what takes you from like, like 
okay, like feeling broken, right? And it's called broken, but you know, you're not broken. You just feel broken. It's what takes you from feeling broken to healed and then beyond. Cause we want to go beyond. We always want to be growing because what's the point of not growing, right? If you're mm-hmm. not growing, you're moving backwards and we want to grow. We want to get better every day. We want to be better parents. We want to be better um, I almost said siblings. We want to be better, you know, <laughs> we want to be, be better, better siblings. siblings. We want to be better um, spouses, you know. You want to be happier. You want to be healthier. Always. You always want to be getting better. And it's not that it's never good enough. We're so grateful for everything that we have, but you always want to be growing. Mm. You know, that's like part of part of the fun of life is growing and getting better. It looks like I'm so small. I'm that's what I was going to say. That's what I was laughing earlier. <laughs> um, and, and so, it. so it's really important to, to build these routines because these are the routines that, you know, will, will heal you from PTSD, will help you heal and get there, but then will take you so, so far beyond. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So that's why it's so important to do this every day, build a system like the Unbreakable Planner or something like that. But something that you guys can do right now with or without this thing is, and this is what we did before we have this, we didn't have this the whole time, was have just a notebook, just like a plain notebook like this, lined paper, and write your goals down every single night and visualize them. Um, that's a simple one. Go ahead. I have one more thing for goals. I wanted to say it doesn't matter. You don't have to have these big grandiose goals when you're writing these, especially if you're coming from a place of pain. A lot of people tell me, you know, it's okay. It's really hard to write goals. I, I just feel kind of, you know, kind of, kind of crushed, kind of sad, you know, and, and that's okay. Just you, you, all you, you can write goals for tomorrow. You know, you can write right, goals for right. like, you know, my goal for tomorrow is to get up and take a shower. Like, that's fine. You know, that mm-hmm. that's a great goal, especially if you're in a really dark place, you know? So like, don't feel like you have to write these like big grandiose, but also feel like you can write these big grandiose, like anything right, is possible. Right. Um, so it, it depends on, on where you're at and, and what you feel kind of comfortable doing. You know, we, we always want to push our goals a little bit, mm-hmm. but, um, but don't feel like you have to, you have to write, I want to become president of the, the United Kingdom, doesn't have president, the United States, um, or anything like that. You don't have to have this big, big goal, but you can if you want to. Yeah, yeah. And make it a daily or nightly discipline and like just, just set a new standard right now to be like, I'm going to fill this out every day. I'm going visual, to I'm going to visualize every night before I go to bed. I'm going to see something positive in my tomorrow, in my next day, every single night. Um, because there's going to be nights where you don't feel like it, but you have to force yourself to do it because it's what keeps you on track. And like, there's even like times today that I'm like, I don't really want to fill this out. Cause it takes like, you know, 15 minutes for me to fill that whole thing out. And, but I'm always, I, I force myself to do it. Cause I know that it, it always makes me feel better and always programs my mind for the next day to have a better day tomorrow than I had today. So, um, if you can do that, if, if you can do stuff like this to make tomorrow a little bit better than today was, you are going to win guaranteed. And that's our action for today. Visualize a better tomorrow. If that's 1% better, visualize tomorrow being better. You know, it so, so matters again, even if that's like Today you didn't get out of bed at all and tomorrow, you know, you get out of bed and you you just walk around your house, you know, just like visualize a better tomorrow, a little Mm -hmm. bit better, a little bit better. Brad talked about a little bit earlier, like just steps. It's okay if it's a little step. It's okay if it's a huge step too. Just like visualize a better tomorrow. So that is the action for today. Yep. That's all I got. Okay. That's all I have. And we're going to stick around here on social media and answer a few questions, but that's all I have for today. Thank you all for, for joining us for our podcast, our podcast listeners. We love you. We appreciate you. We believe in you. Uh, we know you can do this. We, we, you know, we, we spread this message because, 
because somebody needs to. And and we do genuinely believe in you. We are genuinely here for you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. We love hearing your feedback. We love getting your questions. And if you want to learn, you know, more about the pillars of recovery and more about Broken to Unbreakable, you can go to overcomingptsd.info slash go. So you can go to overcomingptsd.info slash go and you can watch that free training. It's a really in-depth training. It's a really great training where I talk about the mindset. I talk about the unbreakable routines and I talk about processing your past and why those are the pillars and why you need them and why they're so important. So Mm -hmm. go check that out. If you haven't already, you can go to overcomingptsd.info slash go and we'll put the link below um, everything, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, but definitely go check it out. You know, it's, it, it really is just a great training. Yeah. And she hands out a free, um, workbook at the end of the training, um, that kind of outlines everything that she went over and also hands out a few worksheets to help you, um, recover and hands out, like she hands out mindset stuff. She hands out routines, like what routines you need to be building. And then I forget the last thing, but, um, she hands out like this, like amazing workbook workbook at the end. So, um, definitely stick around to grab that. But, um, yeah, I think that's it for today. Thank you guys for showing up. Um, and we will see you tomorrow. Oh, there's the workbook. The webinar workbook. The webinar workbook. There, there it is. It is. <laughs> okay. So we will see you all tomorrow and uh, we love you. We believe in you and thank you for showing up. Yeah. Okay. All right. See you later. Bye-bye.